welcome to the Apex Perspective, a podcast about anything. Uh, my name is Francisco Sarmiento, and I am your host today. I am joined by the Marvel fanatic himself, El Pedro Perez. What's up, y'all? And we are joined by the DC hero, Leo. What's up, y'all? And we, the three of us, we make the Team Apex, uh, Team Apex, <laughs> and we're part of the, the Apex Pack Openings videos that you see on YouTube channel, and you know, we're here to, we started our podcast. This is our second episode in, and we are excited to talk about uh, Marvel today. So we just opened up a Funko Marvel uh, hobby box. Yes, sir. And we are we 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 had some good cards. We pulled some good cards. Uh, what what do you guys think of the of the product? Yeah. So that was the Upper Deck Infinity Saga Funko collaboration with Upper Deck. Uh, it was a hobby box. It retails for I believe one eighty nine ninety nine. It's MSRP uh, though, or right? one seventy four ninety nine, something like uh, that. It's it's up there. It's almost two hundred bucks. Um, so the. They released a retail version to the public. I think it's still available at on Target at the time of recording. Um, so you guys can go check out that product if you want. Uh, but it was a really cool product. We ripped it. We got some nice cards. Uh, we got a bunch of parallels. Uh, we don't know if it's true or not, but we got a redemption in, in, in the box. And it seems like it's one per box. So yeah, seems like if you buy a box, you're going to get a Funko Redemption for a Captain America Funko Pop uh, figure. So... I'd be looking forward to that, but I thought it was a cool product. Uh, we recently ripped the Marvel Allure, mm-hmm. and that product I felt was a lot more premium. It was the same Infinity Saga branding on the box. It was also from, from Upper Deck from, as well, up, too. It's an Upper Deck product. Um, I think I enjoyed Marvel Allure a little more because you actually see the artwork, obviously, from the MCU. You see all of the characters in their respective outfits and that kind of thing. Um, this Funko product, obviously you see all the Funko Pops, but I was kind of disappointed that the background, you know, didn't feature art from the MCU itself. It was kind of just basic. Uh, although it was still a really cool product, I, I really did enjoy ripping it. So, uh, I think that was my only gripe with it. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe a more premium format for the cardstock. Um, uh, but yeah. overall, I mean, you can't complain too much. It was a cool, fun product to rip. Uh, I mean, we're big Funko collectors, so... Uh, you know, that box was right up rally when I saw that they went live on the Target uh, website. I was like, oh, you know what? I got to get myself one of these boxes. You got to rip it on the channel. So if you guys want to go check that video out, uh, it'll probably be out at the time of, you know, when we're recording this podcast. Yeah. So by the time this goes live, that video will be out there. So we'll put, put it down in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was a pretty good product. If I had to rate it out of 10, I'd probably give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. Not bad. You? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I was sorry. I was dozing off. I was looking at the Target app, and they're still available. One ninety, though, is a very hefty price, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of bums me out that you get a redemption in every box. Um, what yeah. was that? You get a Captain America, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a Captain America figure. Are they serialized? I don't believe so. No, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I was looking, trying to find some stuff on uh, Google, some pictures of the redemption and the way it looks. Or anything, but I haven't. I wasn't able to find anything. I don't know. Maybe we we need to do a little more deep diving into the internet and find out what yeah. it looks like. But yeah, no. For me, um, how much the allure hobby was? What two hundred? Yeah, yeah. About the same About price, the same actually. Price. Yeah. So that's where my head's at. Uh, I personally enjoyed it. Um, you're right, though. The card quality, paper versus chrome, is a vast difference. Yeah. And it's crazy because allure does not advertise itself as a chrome product. Right. Yeah. Obviously, like sports, like it just tops and then tops chrome. Like those, it wasn't. Um, I think the Allure brand stretches to other sports, so I think the Allure set itself is about the same quality. So it's kind of like calling something Prism. Like it's the same card quality across all the Prism sets, even though they have uh, you know NBA and you know EPL and all that kind of stuff. So I think the Allure just we're not familiar with the upper deck brand itself. So I think uh, that Allure set is that's how those cards come. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean the, that that allure just yeah know, allure was very different. nice. It hits different, and obviously when we ripped the hobby, we got an auto out of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And it's not easy because I mean the the odds I think were against us, and we actually yeah. managed to. Oh, the odds it. were quite high. Yeah, uh, we managed, an auto. Yeah, value wise, I'll think about it though. How much is that auto worth? The auto bucks. probably like what'd you say? I think it's like twenty. Obviously, bucks. there's yeah. a higher ceiling yes. in in the allure, but okay, we pulled a twenty dollar auto out of a two hundred dollar box, 
and out of this product was 190 MSRP, let's say. Mm-hmm. And the redemption itself is like roughly what 80, 90 bucks. That's what I probably uh, put it out at. at. Put it, so value-wise, I think we hit more in in this mm-hmm. than in the lower. Because I remind me, did we hit anything outside of the auto? Can't uh, remember. Out of ninety-nine, Doctor. Oh, the doc. Yeah, yeah. We did hit a number. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Ninety-nine or one ninety-nine? I can't. I, I think it was one ninety-nine. Yeah. That was yeah. after doing some uh, re- cleaning up, and we missed it on, <laughs> on the first go around. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean. I liked it because I, I love Funkos, and seeing Funko on a trading card is... It's not every day. I think that's probably it's the, the first, first of that its I, that I recall. Yeah. So was we, we've theme. gotten Funko cards, I think, in their their collecting game. I think I can't remember what the game is called, but... Oh. I think it was like some sort of like Uno game, right? Yeah, Wasn't I think it was like, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uno type game, and they, they had some cards in that. Uh, but this is, you know, the first true trading card. You know, they were probably the testing the waters with those Uno Funko cards or whatever the game was. I think it was a Funkoverse game or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Well, we're not trying to um, divert from the conversation, but yeah. Funko was trying to test a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's coming back to bite them, man. They yeah. actually just put out a report today. They posted $73 million in losses yep. for their quarter two report. Um so yeah, they had just a, a big recent uh, you know layoffs. Uh, a lot of employees were let go, and it seems like they're scaling back their production as well and trying to streamline what they're you know putting their efforts into. So it'll be curious to see what products get cut. Uh, you know, see what franchises are gonna go away uh, from Funkos uh, from the Funko you know IPs. So. This could have very been very easily been a one and done trading card if it gets the axe. Yeah, yeah, um, it very well could have been, um, but from a collectability standpoint, I'm all for it. Yeah, because when there is a hundred Funkos out there, it makes the rarity goes down. Right, you water down the market. Yeah, yeah. and I think Funko <laughs> will be the first to admit that they watered down the market not only for Funkos but for everything else. Yeah, like it's yeah. insane. Like they went into the cup business. I don't know if you've ever seen those Funko cups, yeah. Yeah. like those uh, coffee mugs. Yeah, I think and we then, actually have one. And yeah, then like keychains, and then now trading cards. The yeah. um, that board game. I know what board game you're talking about, and yeah. I, I can't it's think of the it. Funkoverse. There's just game. so much that they just produce, 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 produce. Yep. And I mean, just look at our local stores here. Like, there's same Funkos have been sitting there for a while. Yeah. Especially like at Walmart. Like yeah. at least for us here locally, a lot of those pops have been there for months now. Maybe yeah. years. I I don't know if it be, I'd say years, um, but for sure I'll probably at least a year, maybe. No, that, it's those. been the same ones. And it sucks, yeah. right? Because it's a double edged sword because now it goes to let's say they water they only make two Funkos. Now there's three of us here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so only two of us are gonna get it and there's just three collectors here. There's a ton of them out in the in the in the valley so not only right. is are they going to be a bigger chase but the excitement of if you hit right yeah is going to be higher right because 100%. it's like oh there's less of these out here and i happen to get one of them yeah and it brings back at least for me the whole collectability is waiting outside the store yeah. for hours and hours yeah it goes back to like um, our, our covid post covid yeah. like early everyone's still wearing mask days uh when trading cards were really popping off you know, we mm-hmm. were we were out there, three, talking four, to other five in the morning yeah. with fellow collectors, talking, making friends, and you know, waiting for those do- those doors to open. You know, that's one, part of the those, hobby. Once those doors open, you know, you were friends so much. Oh, I threw um, Frank to the side one time. <laughs> yeah, but no, no yeah, that's that's what that's the beauty. At least for me, that's one of the beauties of of collecting is the rush of I got one. Yeah, for right? sure. 100%. Because it's it was harder back in the day. Yeah, to get those Target exclusives, to get the Walmart exclusives, the online um, exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm experiencing that more with uh, more of the anime Funko Pops I collect. I collect One Piece Funko Pops, and man, when it's a Funko.com exclusive, it is tough to get one of those pops. No, uh, you got you got to compete with like the whole. Well, you, you're competing but with you, the whole world, but you. Um, so this is why I kind of steer away from online purchasing. Period uh-huh. is because you know going in that you're losing that battle. Yeah. Because there's people out there who have bots designated to get those Funko. So you, yep. or at least I, that's why I really try to stay away from ordering Funko stuff, except for this last time because there was just a ton, and I think it goes back to them just producing 
left and right, but I think yeah. we're not going to beat the bots. And you guys are into the higher end animes that those Funkos go for a ton of money. That that I think that's for me. That's the, one of the uh, unfortunate things is that there's so many people that know that that anime is so popular that they'll just buy the Funko Pop and flip them right away. And just try and flip and make a quick buck out of it. It happened recently. There was a recent drop. It was a chase and uh, chance of a chase. And you get the comment, obviously. Uh, but that pop immediately after the day of release was selling for $325. Right out of the gate, if you wanted to get it, your hands on it. I was waiting. I waited about a week. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. And it's been a... Uh, uh, the pop dropped down to 175 now. So, for me, that was a little bit more affordable than spending 325 bucks, and so it's been a. Uh, it was a lot better spend for me. I felt comfortable spending that amount of money. Uh, so it was a. It was a tough grab, but I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, when there's a such a popular show, popular Funko Pop, make a popular figure, you just got to try and risk it all. Well, it goes go back to high school, right? Supply and demand. Yes. It goes back to there's thousands of people who are willing to drop hundreds of dollars. Um, yep. And going back, I mean, this is not the first time we've seen flippers. We've seen them. No. You know, forever. They've been around forever. Um, we can talk about endless times where I think the first one that comes to mind for me is when middle of COVID. And we were after the Pokemon stuff. Yeah. And that stuff was like $100 per ETB. Yeah. Yet we were leaving behind boxes that were worth more. And they were cheaper retail. Because in ETB we were paying, what, like 50 bucks, And the blasters were like 30 mm-hmm. And we saw all those people. Granted, there's the flippers are everywhere. We, we got to know a lot of them here in the Valley that, you know, probably thought we were stupid, right? For <laughs> passing up on... Because we were, you know, usually one of the first ones there. And they probably thought in their head, like, oh, these guys are stupid. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but at least for me, it's part of the hobby, right? Like, make a quick buck or get what I want. Yep. Um, and, I mean, to this day, I would joke around with Lel, like, man, it's crazy to think, like, we left those blasters behind to get Pokemon ETVs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now the ETVs are kind of worthless versus the sports cars that are worth more. But it boils down to, like, at the end of the day, you got to get what you want. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's I think that's the bottom line for us is just like we want to get what we want and we want to rip it for our needs and for our for our enjoyment and we have fun with them. I mean, <laughs> we started the YouTube channel and now we're starting this podcast and so it's been it's been fun. It's been good. Yeah. And I mean, wrapping it back because we went way off yeah. topic. Wrapping it back to that um, the Marvel card. I I hope they make a round two of it. I I personally liked it. Yeah. Um, Marvel. Marvel is is amazing and I it's always nice to see it in the Funko realm and the movie realm and the Disney Plus realm and now in the in the trading cards and I mean we collect trading cards so I mean that's right up our alley um will I would I spend $200 for another box it's one of those things where it's like maybe we should just get the singles I don't know yeah. I think it's like that especially with the, where the state of the hobby is right yeah. now you know, they've watered it down so much that, you know, it's almost impossible to hit on some of these hobby boxes. So at the end of the day, you know, you're probably getting a better bang for your buck if you're you know, going on eBay or going on any website online where you can buy you get singles. Exactly what you want. And you get exactly what you want because obviously when you buy the box, it's the excitement. Nothing's ever going to beat that excitement. Well, that's what I was about to say. Uh, the of excitement ripping of box. ripping it. The yeah. excitement. I mean, what's king is there's nothing like pulling what you want yourself. Hundred um, percent. There's nothing of that feeling of ripping the pack and you see whatever cards you're chasing there. Mm-hmm. I mean that excitement, that adrenaline rush. <laughs> you know, there's. Granted, when you get that eBay package or wherever you order your stuff, you know that's a nice feeling, right? Right. But there is no better feeling that you pull it yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's like that video that went up recently. Uh, pretty big move in the MTG community. The one of oh, one ring. Right. Uh, the one ring was pulled. That was graded by PSA. I think it was a PSA 9 or yeah. PSA 8. I think it was um, a 9. And Post Malone bought it. And the actual uh, person that pulled the card posted a video of when they uh, got the card, when they pulled the card out of the pack. You know, like they were shaking, you know, shaking with like excitement, craziness, whatever it was. But, you know, it's, it's like that's the same thing uh, that we're talking about, that feeling of getting something like, oh, my God, this is what I wanted. Yeah. 
and you actually pull that. It's like nothing beats that like euphoric feeling of of, a, of accomplishment, you know, when you're like, okay, I spent all this money on this box and I actually got what I wanted. Yeah, granted, that one-on-one ring is, you know, I, I can't compare it to, like, other cards that I chase. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was really happy that a quote-unquote normal guy pulled it. Yeah. yeah. Because you he, you heard rumblings all over that wealthy people were buying sure. box on box on box on yeah. box just to make a quick buck, right? Right. And it's it's pretty awesome that a uh, granted I don't know the guy's background I don't know anything sure. like that he looked pretty no, like a normal guy that happened to rip a pack and he yeah. got it and his life was changed forever. Yeah, I'm sure he has backstage passes for uh, for life. <laughs> uh, I'm sure those guys exchange numbers and they're connected for life. Because yeah, that's it's a one on one. Yeah, in the magic. And world. That's the beauty of the hobby. Yeah. You know, it's like one of ones are true one of one. Like obviously, uh, there's. Even now, they've done stuff to you know di- dilute one of ones, but you know that specific trading card. You know that brings me. That brings me up. Have we ever ripped a one on one? Forget yes. the sketch cards. Forget the sketch cards. Like honest, like one. Like it says I on the, personally that have says on the card one on one. Frank has pulled a one of one, but we were ripping in the car. I think I ripped <laughs> two one of ones. Yeah, there was one. I pulled a printing plate out of uh, out of a soccer. Uh, a UEFA one. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was paper. a paper. It was a paper flagship uh, Champions League. Yeah, and we pulled, last year, and we pulled a one-on-one printing plate. Uh, See, but that's that's the thing. Like, do you really consider that's like the, the like true one of one? Is yeah. a printing plate count as a true one of one? Because there, there's because there's four, four different colors. Yeah, so it's like sure, it's a one of one because it's it's the color, but you know, there's four variations. Like, mm-hmm. do you really consider that the one of one, or does it, or is it a one of four? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, obviously the card says one of one, like that kind of thing, and now you see all these different variations, like oh, there's a one of one gold vinyl or one of one platinum, one of one emerald. Well, it goes down to diluting all these the kind market, of things. Right? It's like it's the same thing. It's like diluting uh, the market. So yeah. I, it, it varies from product to product, but yeah, we have pulled yeah. one of technical one of ones. I, I I haven't pulled myself a one on one. I think the closest I got was a one of five. Okay, uh, that's not bad still. I hit a few one on one on breaks, but yeah. never myself. Opening the pack. Sure. I've opened, I can't say quite a few, but I've opened a good share of one of gold out of ten. Sure. What? Well, uh, I think more than five, but less than like 20, so somewhere in there. Yeah. But never really a one of one. Yeah, I think... Well, remember one of our first videos for Select? We just <laughs> happened to pass by a one out of ten. Yeah, had the, yeah, the gold, the gold, yeah. uh, something. It was a Kurt Warner. Yeah, the quarterback. We're like, oh, this foiling is kind of well, funny. Well, that's a cool foil. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of the very first videos, yeah. and it happened to be an out of ten gold, like something. I can't remember the name. I'm actually. telling you, man. I I I don't know if why Pokemon hasn't serialized cards. It that, would it would be such a sought can you imagine the game changer of. A one of one Charizard. I was about a curse, but poopy packs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of packs in stores, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that they wouldn't be any if they had serialized card numbered? It would. Yeah, it would be completely off the shelf. Like, they would. They would. I hit a gold one out of ten Charizard. Yeah, it'd be back to those you know COVID days or post COVID like where everyone was after him. Like there was nothing whether it had hits or not, the demand. Like, it didn't there. matter what it was unless yeah. it scored, but <laughs> it didn't matter what it oh, was. No. I, I know two guys who wanted to score. <laughs> it didn't matter what it was. You know, everything was always off the shelf. So it's, I mean, that that's a huge gold mine waiting for the Pokemon company. If they really and I wonder if there's that. like trademark issues or if they're, because they I'm sure they would have. They would have done came, something by now. I'm sure it's, it should have came across like, oh, why don't we tap into that market? Yeah. Uh, can you imagine though? Because that's a worldwide. You know what I game? would really love to see is a tops, another tops Pokemon crossover, but make it like tops Chrome, like that high quality Chrome, and make them numbered. Like you know how insane that would be. It would be insane, and it'd be like it probably it, 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 would, it would be one of the most sought after products ever created. I would say. I mean, I mean, I just, just to the sheer popularity of Pokemon itself, like that's what I'm worldwide. saying. It's worldwide, the like, worldwide gonna, demand that you're gonna get uh, for that kind of set. Yeah, it would be through the through the roof. Yeah, some kid in Europe pulled the one on one Charizard. Yeah, some kid in Australia hits a one on one Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Marvel thing, we didn't hit a numbered card in our in, in the hobby no. in the hobby box, but of course there there is numbered, right? Yeah, yeah. there's numbered, and yeah. there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. So make sure to uh, check out that video. Uh, but you know, we're gonna talk about like 
what what's the future of Marvel like looking like right now? I mean, it's it's been um, pretty interesting. There's been a lot of lot of change, a lot of lot of stuff going on, and uh, um, you know, a lot of TV shows coming out. Loki season two is about to come out. Are you guys yeah. excited? Looking forward to? Uh, yeah, so yeah, Loki's the next one up on the block. Um, I think Loki's gonna be. I, I I was really a big fan of the first season, so yeah. I'm hoping they they stick with. You know the heart of the show, what what made the first season so special, and I hope they continue that through season two. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy with you know one of the actors on the show, and you know what his future is with the MCU and that kind of thing because they propped him up to be such a big character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be kind of curious. I'll be kind of curious to see if, you know if they stick with them or if they you know, end up recasting or what they do. But you know, for as far as Loki goes, uh, I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see how they'll. You know how it'll shape the future of the MCU because it seems like it might play a big part into how we see more and more variants and how we see some of these other cinematic universes, you know, merge into the mainstream main MCU. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, obviously, at the time of recording, there's the you know big writer strike, so there's very little promoting from actors themselves and and writers and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, Hopefully that's, that's the way situation gets resolved soon, so we can, you know, get movies sooner rather than later. Because a lot of these movies, you know, they're being delayed. There's going to be huge delays, and it's it could have huge ramifications for, you know, all these IPs going forward. So it'll be kind of interesting to see uh, what happens. And it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Because we hate waiting, and like yeah. Avengers got pushed back a year, right? Yep. A lot of uh, movies got pushed back. The biggest Several. one, Spider, Spider-Man, yeah. um, got delayed, right? Yep. And it sucks, right? Because we all hope that they get what they deserve because they, they are the ones that are producing the magic behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to, you know, downplay the actors because, you know, they play a, you know, the role. But a lot of the magic happens behind the scenes. A lot of the magic, a lot of the editing, a lot of the writing themselves i mean they need to be properly compensated with whatever they're trying to fight for i I don't know the logistical details of what it is and things like that but you know these are companies that should be able i would i would think should be able to afford whatever they're asking because i mean they're making millions on millions and hundreds of millions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um things like that but i don't know i going off of that it'll be interesting because kang right we're talking about kang yes It'll be very <clears throat> telling if all of a sudden they start steering away from that character. Like, And I think at this point they very well can, especially with this delay. Right. Because it'll give them time to rework all of the future projects. And like, this is... There's there's stuff that, you know, hasn't been put out yet. Like, like they can do whatever they want. Like, it's not... Yeah. Like at this point they can, yeah. Like, for Ant-Man 3, they changed the ending, like, two months before the movie released. So, I mean, they, they can literally do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. At any time they want. So I think if they were really to steer away from that character, it puts it puts phase four to a waste because you spent all this time, you know, building these platforms, building these characters, and we get this antagonist that we know is supposedly going to be the big bad of the next, you know, couple of phases. So it's like, okay, do we just throw away all of this phase four to because of this one actor? Like I I don't see them throwing, How do you fix it, throwing that away. But I mean, you're. I think the simplest option is just recasting and acting like nothing happened. Or right, no, yeah, hundred percent. And now you can, you can explain that now because back then, you know, obviously we had Mark Ruffalo come on board as Hulk. We had uh, Don Don Cheadle as uh, War Machine. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very simple. Like they can just say like, "Oh, this is the actor." It's it's uh, whatever. You know, we're not going to explain it. Or you can explain and just say, "Oh, it's a different variant." Like it's not like. Obviously, now they have infinite possibilities. Uh, like, oh, this is just the... I think like, the true Kang was from a different world, you know? It's like a different... Uh, different Earth. It's another, another one from the multiverse. Yeah. And that's one thing they can... I can definitely see them trying to fix it. As just say, like, it's the wrong multiverse. It's not the proper universe. True. And that's... They can maybe go that route. They could very easily... The new guy kill off this guy. Yeah. And be like, I'm the guy now. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, but... Yeah, and it seems I mean, like the only thing that's really binding them is, you know, Loki has, you know, finished production and everything. All his scenes were filmed for that show. Uh, as far as where in production they are with, you know, the Avengers movies or any other appearances that he may be in, who knows? Maybe they use it, maybe they don't. Where, where was maybe. Kang coming out next? 
I think it was it's a in Avengers Bo- movie, right? Loki. Loki. Loki season two yeah. will, uh, will have will feature a variant yeah. of Kang that they will be, you know, will be the, the yeah. villain of that 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 series. So it'll be interesting to see where his next appearance is post Loki season two. Uh, it'll be pretty cool to see what they do because I mean it's coming up. But I think Loki is scheduled for October, so we're we're getting closer and closer. And after what comes that, out after Loki? It'll be the Marvels. Yeah. So Marvels with Captain Marvel, you know your favorite character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of <laughs> you took that as a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be that'll be a big show, and then. After that, you know, really time will tell to see when these shows are actually released, you know, shows and movies, because um, obviously they got the big delay coming up. Yeah, because well, a lot of, even though, even the Fox stuff got delayed, Craven and the other um, projects they got in that, their Spider-Verse are building. Yep. Oh, Craven uh, got delayed? Yeah, yeah by like a full year, I think, or almost a full year, so it'll come out late 24. Huh. At, the, at the moment, you know, depending on when this resolution for the strike is... It's done. I'm just we'll trying to see Andrew Garfield when, at the end. <laughs> not to wait another. We'll, we'll see when these uh, movies end up coming out. Maybe they'll, they'll probably they're likely going to be like reshuffling that kind of stuff. Studios fighting over release dates, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know Craven was going to find Venom and be like, "Let's go hunt for a spider." Yes, sir. <laughs> I've got your next prey. <laughs> You're looking for him. I'm looking for him. You wumbo. <laughs> I wumbo. Let's all wumbo together. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I, 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 hopefully it's six of them. You know, six is a very sinister cool number. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very cool number. <laughs> six with a sinister plan to find the spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting because we don't know when the strike will end. No. We don't know when one side, because unfortunately in these strikes, one side gives in, whether it's, right. you know, and it, writes the check or there, there's been the a check. lot of nasty stuff too coming out from you know the upper studio executives and that kind of stuff like people have been quoted saying like oh we're gonna go on strike till these people are homeless because they can't afford anything that kind of thing like yeah, we're gonna geez. wait them out because we have this money well and that's a crazy part right? because they they live lavishly because of the hard work that, yeah, that they, people at the bottom work yeah. granted that's how businesses run right, right. unfortunately is that people at the top live lavishly because right, if, the, of, if the business is right. going well, mm-hmm. because of all the hard work, and I'm sure they do as well, but sometimes it, it's it feels a lot like of they, it's a lot of greed and a lot of a, a lot of politics and that kind of thing, um, you know. So the writers are on strike, the actors are on strike, and just recently, I think today or a couple of days ago, at the time of recording, the uh, a section of Marvel Studios, all of the VFX artists, decided to unionize, and they're going to go on strike to demand better working conditions, better pay. <laughs> That kind of thing because uh, I don't know if you guys saw recently there were reports coming out like oh Marvel is overworking their VFX artists and they're putting in you know like ninety hour work weeks and oh, like it's like seven days a week no breaks like almost like fourteen fifteen twenty days working straight and no breaks that kind of thing so it's kind of curious it's kind of weird to see that stuff coming out from you know these big. Mar- like Marvel especially like it's this worldwide recognized brand and like oh like are they really treating their workers like that like is that really how it's like run behind the scenes uh, so it's kind of interesting to see these stories come out you know whether they're real or exaggerated that kind of thing who knows um, but I think it's a testament to you know really show how hard these people work to put what we see on the screen and we, we mm-hmm. enjoy it like we're enjoying the fruits of their labor yeah and I just don't think people are appreciative of you know how much hard work they really put in because I, I mean we're we're geeking out about this kind of stuff and it, it's it takes a village to really work in on what uh, what these guys are doing and what they're producing so it's I don't know just an interesting perspective. Nah, like I said, hopefully they get you know what they deserve and what they're asking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a business guy, so I'm not going to get into the numbers and things like that. But, yeah, hopefully they get it figured out because there's a lot of people out there who anxiously want to see whatever's coming up next. The next appearance of Captain Marvel? The next appearance. <laughs> Good thing they had that uh, filmed already, so it can't be delayed. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully not. But I agree with you guys. It's been a... Uh, they got to get what they deserve, and they produce a lot of work, and they produce a lot of quality work, too. 
Granted, maybe, you know, some of them haven't been the best, but a lot of people have have enjoyed all the Marvel products that's been out, that has been put out, and so, so have we. I mean, I've enjoyed all the shows so far. There are a couple misses, I will say, yes. She-Hulk, I'm looking in your direction. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, right? That's going to happen just in life. Yeah. Because the Infinity Saga was just so good. It and was. And you're never going to peak. I don't think they'll ever peak like that again. Yeah. Um, and it just sucks because you compare it. There's always going to be that comparison of certain moments in that era. Like, oh, it's not happening here. Oh, that sucks. You suck. And it's like, well... We gotta give not only these these shows or these movies a fair shot, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, is it fair to say that has Marvel peaked, and we're comparing it to the peak? Um, and I think you see that a lot in other IPs and brands, and that right? Because kind of you, like, it, you're you're never gonna match the hype that Infinity War and Endgame brought. And like, that's... I, I, I find it very hard. Like obviously, it's all circumstantial. We never never say never that kind of thing. But I, I think it'll the be only, very hard the to only, replicate that. So who's the most recognized Marvel superhero in the world? Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man by a country mile. Yes. Um, it. So let's forget COVID happened. I the way No Way Home <laughs> was coming along with the spoilers and like the hype there i think if covid was not a thing that movie would have brought in more money it would have brought in more brought attention in. and it would have given i'm not saying the fighter's chance because just endgame infinity war was just that good and this is coming from an avid spider-man enthusiast but i think no way home had a shot at not i'm not gonna say dethroned but had a chance of sitting at that table yeah, I agree. So, that, that movie after was... No Way Home, I mean, what other movie has came remotely close? To, like, repl- replicating what, what it did? Like, the hype, or just in general. I mean, for me, not none of the other ones after that movie. For me, Right, personally. see, and that's coming from a Spider-Man enthusiast that, you know, experienced the Infinity War, experienced the Endgame, experienced all those movies in theater. And No Way Home, I think, could have had that fighter's chance, that puncher's chance of, you know, sitting at the table with Endgame and Infinity War. But I think, unfortunately, COVID kind of derailed some of it. Um, granted, I think it made a crap ton of money, but, you know, those are <laughs> movies that, you know, I think, I, I'm not saying Marvel has necessarily, I think Marvel has peaked to a certain extent. Can we get back up to that hill? Sure. Is this Kang, <laughs> you know, behind, you know, whatever is going on legally dampering that? Sure. Because you read a little bit and you heard, you heard about what they were planning to do in Avengers. Like the, new, the next stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next phase. Is that going to be Endgame-ish? I, I would hope not. <laughs> From a selfish standpoint because those movies were just so good. Um, and I say I hope not from the standpoint of you hear like multiverses left and right. You see Wolverine coming back. Like that's great and all. I just, my personal opinion is I don't like necessarily, I don't want to say reviving characters. So I hope Iron Man stays dead. Yeah. I hope they don't bring back a variant or whatever because it kind of deflates what he meant to the previous world. So I personally would not want to see another Iron Man. Um, I I really enjoyed Wolverine, the movie. So I kind of was kind of like, because uh, it kind of like deflated that feeling like, oh, he's gone. So now it's back. Yeah. And that's just my perspective. Um, it, 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 it is what it is. I don't know. I, I don't know where we can go. Yeah. I, it'll, I be, think... it'll be interesting to see what Captain America 4 brings. Yeah. Because I, I've read a few things. I'm, I am one that stays away from spoilers because I want to have that sincere reaction. I, I hate when people spoil stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest pet peeves <clears throat> because it kind of ruins the moment of, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing that in theater. Right. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do because in the little that I've read, they're trying to do like that Civil War type deal. Like not just him. It'll be a few other yeah. Avengers it'll be a or whatever. Big supporting cast. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Um 
But I don't know. I, I that's just my take on the Iron Man thing. Like I, it that that moment was just so symbolic. And if they were to bring back whatever in a different world or whatever, it kind of defeats the purpose of like that silence in that theater <laughs> of Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting right next when, to you, I was listening. Do you have a hard time breathing? <laughs> well, it was so silent, right? Because no yeah. one thought that the goat would die, and he died. Well, it wasn't that silent. You know, there's two girls behind us that were just bawling their eyes out. But yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what I mean. Like it's just that moment. I don't think I would ever. It's hard to beat. You're, it's you're, it's you're, hard. I don't think you'd ever beat that, yeah. that type of moment. Granted, it got pretty close when you see Andrew come back. You're like, oh crap! But that's a this totally to me. That's a totally different type of feeling. Like in any game, you're getting this long term payoff of this. Like the story's coming. Character. Yeah, like it, it, this. Like this whole story is coming to a close, and this is how it closes. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, not only in Spider Man, but you see a lot of other studios and a lot of other IPs mm-hmm. bringing characters back, bringing, reaching for that nostalgia. And it's so been, it's been, that? it's been. Years now, probably a yeah. decade now, where we've seen studios bring back these old actors, characters, bring them back for that. I don't want to say cash grab, but it's it's really what it is. They're they're bringing back these characters to put people in seats because they're characters they're familiar with that were popular mm-hmm. back in the day. And I mean, studios like, oh, I see a way to make money. I'm going to do it, yeah. and that's how they're doing it. And it's it's been this way for a long time now. And obviously, we're getting more and more characters coming back. It seems like. We're getting, you know, Wolverine and multiple other characters. I won't say who, but it yeah. seems like we're going to get more characters than, you know, Deadpool 3. It seems like we're going to get some characters That's appearing crazy. throughout <laughs> the rest of these next few MCU yeah. appearances. So it's going to be a weird time. And I, I, like like Peter said, his sentiments about, like, Iron Man, I agree. But, I mean, I've, I've read the comics, a little bit of the comics. I don't say I read them all, but... I've read the Secret Invasion arc, and there was a couple characters where I was surprised to see that were that were scrolls, and I mean what? squirrels, scrolls. Oh, I understood squirrels. <laughs> I'm like Sandy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, but it, it's a it's an interesting uh, comic comic. If you haven't read it, I definitely recommend it. It's a pretty cool, interesting, and it messes with your mind. It plays mind games on you because you it's characters you wouldn't expect to be. Aliens, and they turned out to be, you know, like the world heroes. But you know, they could easily go that route too with the with the with the MCU as well, and just say like, oh, he never died; he was just hidden. Sure. But I mean, yeah, I guess that, that, that. So this is just my two cents. I think that would be a disservice to what the movie meant. Yeah, no, I, I think that's yeah. just a lazy way of sure. like, oh, he just didn't die. Yeah, and building off that too, I think it's it's kind of interesting because Secret Invasion just came out the, the full six weeks of releases, you know, six episodes. We're at six already. Wow. They no, it's over. Like there was only six episodes. I, I've, I'm only like two in. Yeah, and so if you've read the comic, it it was completely different yeah. from what the comic was and you know what it meant for the comic world and seeing this show you know come out we've seen all the episodes we've seen what happens that kind of thing it's it's a, it's a different ball game and and i you know going back to what you said you know maybe there's other characters out there i i think that chapter is closed for what they did in secret invasion i think they utilized that arc for what they wanted to do in the mm-hmm. mcu and going back to what Pedro said i think it'd be a disservice to you know going on other movies and it's like oh just kidding this guy was a scroll yeah like, right. I, I don't think we'd yeah. see that in other in other movies and other maybe in Captain in the Marvels maybe in that because it's a direct build up to the Marvels to the Marvels but this is where I this, so, this, so this is where I'm we'll coming see. from and I, I'm not trying to discredit the comics or anything like that but I'm not I don't read as much comics as you guys do but let's say down the line Tom Holland Spider-Man dies. Oh, no, he didn't die. He's going to come back in two years. It defeats that purpose of, like, okay, just don't kill him then at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, like, you get so emotionally attached to the arc, and then it's like, no. Why am I going to get attached? Because Spider-Man's going to come back in two years. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell us he's a scroll. They're going to tell us that Doctor Strange teleported him somewhere. You know, things like that. And that's where I think 
And this is coming from a Fast and Furious enthusiast as well, now that I see Wonder Woman in front. Like, in Fast and Furious 6, she died, right? Right. And then at the, I guess, spoiler alert, at the end of Fast X, she comes back, right? And it's kind of like, okay, like, I remember what I felt at Fast and Furious 6 when she died. I remembered when Han died at, you know. Spoiler warning for those of you who haven't delved into Fast and Furious, we apologize, but... You're not missing much. You're not missing. You're not missing. <laughs> All right, we're about to check this mic across the room. All right, I'm out. All right, fr- wrap it up. Yeah, no, I. Uh, so my rule of thumb is, if something's out for more than two months, and you're really, I mean, at into that point, it, you had your chance. Yeah, to, you know. But I don't want to be spoiled <laughs> six months spoiled. before the movie comes yeah. out because then it's like. And I don't know if you remember though. The only spoiler that I really remember seeing because I I usually shut off. Like Instagram, like before, the only spoiler was that toy that came out yeah. for Endgame. Do you remember that toy at Walmart? Percent, dude. Yeah. I think I still have the screenshot of yeah. like, the thing because it was getting deleted everywhere. Um, but I remember when I first saw that spoiler. Yeah, the toy at Walmart. It was, like, it was okay, the, the Iron the Iron Man gauntlet that they built oh, for Hulk to put the on. The toy, yeah. And it was uh, a toy. And that, that toy was like, it had to have been like three, four months in advance of the movie uh, coming out. And I remember it getting shotgunned all over the internet and... You know, they did their best to take it down, but obviously there's that photo was still out there. <laughs> yeah, I remember, that's the only real spoiler in Iron And I remember, like, in No Way Home, that spoiler that went around of right. uh, Andrew holding onto the rail and yeah. him yeah. even going on, what was it, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like disproving oh, it and everything. Well, but, he's his acting is insane because he's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's not, like, didn't even chuckle or anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are spoilers that you just can't That you can't see. Like, yeah. and that toy one, I I will always remember it because I was like, damn it, or, dang it, <laughs> like I, dang toy. But, yeah, and it comes along too with like the production of movies and that kind of thing. Like, obviously, when they're filming out there, people are gonna get pictures of people on set and that kind well, of. Well, look thing. at Wolverine, and, like, and that did, that's why they like, tweet, how did that that's why out? they put out official announcements because yeah. they know they're gonna be filming in public, and it's like, okay, we're not gonna be able to escape the eventual photo that's gonna make it to the internet. If we do, yeah. like, good, but obviously. They'd rather put out something that looks nice and professional and be like, okay, this is coming. This is to <laughs> hype crazy. up the fans, this kind of thing. <laughs> That's crazy. That came out like a week before they had a shutdown. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It was like right before the yeah. right out, right before the strike happened. That suit's pretty insane. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, and I mean, time will tell to see how yeah. long they are going to end up going back to filming that movie. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll it see. seems like a lot of studios are comfortable with using AI and that kind of thing to move projects forward, mm-hmm. but so. Totally different topic. Like I just recently saw that Sonic Three, Sonic the Hedgehog Three, is going to start shooting all of the non quote unquote non human scenes. So like all the scenes that are completely CGI, that kind of thing. They're going to shoot all of that stuff, you know, digitally and wow. and create the movie from there. And then eventually, when the actors are able to return, they're going to film the rest of the scenes with Man, the live, live that. actors. I don't know how you would, actors. I don't know how you uh, organize yourself to do that. Yeah, and it's, I, it's 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 crazy, crazy AI. Like it's crazy what like for good and but also for bad. Like how that can very easily. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time right now, and in the entertainment uh, industry, well, it, it'll be curious to see. It'll be cool to see where this goes. Hopefully, it goes for the better for you know the sake of actors' livelihoods and writers' livelihoods. Um, yeah. But it'll also be also be interesting to see you know where technology can really. You know, really push us to where where it pushes us to. There's, 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 there's new, new frontiers. There's yeah. new frontiers. The good and the bad. I yeah. I don't know, but it'll be interesting what Marvel, what we see. Maybe this is a completely different conversation next month. Sure, six months, <laughs> um, things like that. Um, but again, I, I I really hope that you know whatever they're fighting for, they can come to the table and um, you know agree on something. I just recently saw a report where in California because a lot of actors and a lot of this, the the people behind the scenes live in California mm-hmm. and um I, I I think the way I took the report was the gov- the the governor was kind of like do you want me to settle this like thing like I'll come in and things like that right and <laughs> I don't know what side was like no like let like I think it was more <laughs> than like what you said like no they'll they'll give in eventually yeah type deal and sure. it's very sad right because I mean, it just, it really highlights the difference in power that these, you know, if you want to generalize it, the power that these studios have. Uh, obviously, there's, 
millionaires and trillionaires and people running these corporations, that kind of thing. And are they squirrels, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> Never know. No, but I mean, just to, just to close out the, that conversation, I I hope I hope everyone gets what they need and we get back to making movies as soon as we can. Right, yeah, I mean. We don't want to go too long without seeing the next Marvel project, so <laughs> yeah, it's a little selfish, but you know, I, I I truly hope that these actors get what they need and the writers get what they need. Uh, I I hope the money trickles down, um, equitably and yeah. fairly because I I don't know how movie studios hundreds of millions and the writers making I don't know how much they make right, but yeah. You mean to tell me that the guy the studio is making two hundred million and the guy writing it is making a hundred grand? Like that seems a little. If, if that, I, I yeah, think there's if people that, right. out there that like have to get a job at the grocery store. Yeah, like like the guy that made not that this is actual, but like say like oh the guy that made Endgame is working at Walmart just to stay afloat, like that yeah. kind of thing. Like I, I truly hope that stuff doesn't happen, and I, I, there's probably people that, there that actually yeah. that actually happens, and you know hopefully the people that create these iconic characters and that kind of thing. Get fairly, I was having fairly a, I was having a conversation with my significant other, um, and I was telling her like. Fast X brought in, uh, not Fast X. Endgame brought two point seven, right? Yeah, I think it's almost two point eight. This is not cost with yeah. two point eight billion. And like, okay, they wasted three hundred mil on marketing, whatever. They paid the actors another. Probably let's another, say five hundred. Yeah. Let's say another five hundred million. Yeah, that's only eight hundred. So I say you, they're probably netting over close to two billion. So let's say a billion movie. and whatever they had to pay. Sure. That's still one point seven. You're netting over a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, do you really need that much money? Like, can you not put five hundred million even, aside even, to even, pay everyone? Even one million. Yeah, like, that would be mean? enough to compensate these guys. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, because um, it just showcases the greed for me that yeah. a lot of these studios have. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy, right? Because. One, I, I don't know how much Tom Holland made, right? But it's it was reported that he only made like two million or three million in Endgame. Yeah, I mean, Spider Man only made three million, like the guy that yeah, everyone and obviously can, it, there's a plays a parts yeah. on the actors as well, like with their agents and what they right. negotiate and that kind of thing. And then you got to pay the agent, yeah, you got to pay sure. all that, yeah. But it's it goes to show you, like, one of the top ten, the one of the top tier actors made the most important. Spider-Man, the Marvel character ever created Spider-Man. Yeah. That that character, the actor that played him, you know, made like this X amount compared to probably what RDJ was making, probably like yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm not trying to downplay RDJ yeah. because he was no, the guy. Obviously. He is the guy. Like he yeah. deserved whatever he got sure. paid. Because without him, that movie would have not been what it is. No. Uh, but it go. I was just using it in comparison. Like Spider-Man made three million. So what did the other people made? Did they make more? Did they make less? Um, it, it just sucks because I feel like with a billion dollars in the bank or whatever, however they they figure it out, sure. it should trickle down to where they should still be living pretty lavishly. Right. Um, but anyways, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speak about someone else's money, but <laughs> hopefully they get it figured out. And um, in a way, it's not even selfishly on our end. It's just for them because they're the ones working hard. We're yeah, just, for the sake of them. Man. Yeah, we're like we're them, paying 20 bucks to watch it in a movie, but they're the ones working, what would you say, 80, 90 hours a week? Yeah, I mean... It, like, they're the ones putting in the time. Like, yeah. you just put it in our world of work. We want to be compensated... For working 40 hours a week. Yeah. We want to be compensated fairly. You know, these fairly. Are, like, we, we know what we're worth, and I'm glad that these people are standing up because they know what they're worth. And like you said, if someone who... And wrote just, and, or yeah, produced yeah. Endgame, you know, like I, ma- I that movie made two point seven, and I'm making fifty grand. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, and and it goes back to the uh, another thing too that, that just reminded me of what you were saying is, uh, UPS just recently had a big strike, and they 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 came to an agreement, and a lot of these truck drivers are going to be compensated you know what they were asking for they're going to be compensated fairly and that kind of thing so it's kind of interesting to see you know where this where this writer strike and actor strike will good thing i use usps (laughs) yeah but now it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this where the resolution comes and when it comes and hopefully sooner rather than later i know 100 percent. but i think that should answer your question frank 
I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you want to send us out, but no, it's all right. We we talked a lot about things. We talked about life, and we talked a lot about our perspectives and what we think and how we see things go and how you know our opinions are our opinions. Please respect those and please be respectful of of everybody else. And everybody has their own opinions. Uh, please, once again, uh, yeah, don't, don't, bully, don't bully PDO for liking Captain Marvel. It's okay. I mean, We're I, here to support him. Yeah, we joke around, right? But at the end of the day, we all are entitled to our own opinion. We're all 100%. entitled to um, like we agree to disagree. Yeah. Like, yeah. us three here, we disagree on a lot of things, but... Hey, but we're still we're still friends. You yeah, know, we're still I mean, kicking, like, you know, we're not, there, there's a line that you don't cross, right? Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times people... They, they on the internet, see, on, they you know what I mean? Like, sure. And we joke around, like, oh, he's getting made fun of Captain Marvel, but, like, so? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, it is what it is, but I think in life you can agree to disagree and, you know, put those differences aside. And, and you can still be yeah. great friends with that person. I guess that's just because you may not like one thing about them doesn't mean you can't yeah. like a hundred things about them. As long as you're respectful, right? Yeah. So, like, you were talking about that Captain Marvel guy. I didn't take it as disrespect. Like, that's just... You know, he disagreed with me liking Captain Marvel, like, but he didn't offend me. He didn't. Yeah, he uh, was respectful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah, he was like making. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, like, and those are those are. I'm not saying great conversations to have, but those are. They're real edu- conversations yeah, that real happen. educated conversations. Yeah. Like he didn't disrespect me. I don't think I disrespected him. No, he was. I think he was yeah. being pretty genuine about yeah. like, okay, why? Why do you actually like yeah. this character? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I mean those. That's. That's awesome, right? Because imagine how boring it would be if you all just agreed. <laughs> we wouldn't have any conversations. There wouldn't be any podcasts being made. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, th- to wrap things up, I mean, once again, everybody is entitled to their own opinions. Please be respectful to one another. We can be... You can <laughs> <Except> Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, yeah, please, just be respectful. We understand where people are coming from. Just get to know everybody and, you know, just be merry. Uh, but, you know, without further ado, we're going to conclude this podcast today. We talked about a lot of things. I just want to quickly say a quick thank you to Pedio. You're welcome. And thank you to Leo. Thank you for having me. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.